picture this, an eight-year-old kid growing up in Georgia, having a hard time with the world that he was seeing. Coming home from school, scared to death and always wondering what kind of mood his dad would be in. That kind of home can do a number on you. Mom and dad broke up, and I guess I broke too. I grew up thinking nothing good could ever come from a story like mine. But who turns a broken dream into a life redeemed? Who can turn your worst defeat into your victory? Who saw me where I was and led me where I stand? My life is living proof that only Jesus can. Everybody's got that hurt they wish that never happened. Everybody's got that pain they wish they could undo. But wounds become scars and scars become stories when it comes to the story of you. Who turns a broken dream into a life redeemed? Who can turn your worst defeat into your of God and uh, once again the presence of Jesus of course it has been God's grace uh, to be in his presence and uh, by his mercies that's why we are still alive we give glory to God for his mercies and glory I want to take this opportunity to glorify the living God for already being there for us and it has not been easy throughout the week, but because of his mercy and his glory, we have really managed to be, um, to be here. Therefore, I would like you to join us tonight as we are giving glory, as we are glorifying the living Father, 
and I know it will make sense for you by God's grace. One of the things that always we look at in life is all about how we survive in life when it comes to um, the way how we live. Sometimes it's not easy to survive in life unless when God is with us and we take us to be really a very, very great opportunity in our lives to have God as a protector and everything in our lives. A lot of things that we can talk, we can think of every time and every day that a person wakes up in the morning, you don't know what is going to happen after some time and after some hours. But you find yourself, of course, when you, are, uh, you have completed the entire deal. And really that, we take it as a very, very good opportunity because not everyone that really in a position to experience it. Of course, there is a lot that we can talk about. There is a lot that we can mention out when it comes to our day life, how we really survive in life. When, uh, when Christ Jesus um, strengthens us, when Christ Jesus keeps us, protects us in every way and every time that we are on this planet Earth. One thing I've discovered is that most of times we find ourselves that we have lived in our grace. It's not easy in our own understanding and we cannot contain this knowledge in our own heads. But Christ has done it so, even in the moments when we have found ourselves that we are close sinners. But for Him, He has been faithful, forgiving us every time and every day. Therefore, we deserve to worship the living God every time and every moment, thanking Him for His grace and mercy. Thank you for joining. May God bless you as we are continuing with the service. I think about that song says that uh, he has lifted us from zero to hero indeed look into your life your background of your really your story and I know everyone is having a story and I know there are so many times that you've looked behind and seen really God has brought you very far and this is one of the things that we need to look at and glorify the living God we are reminded in the book of Psalms, chapter 50 and verse 1, the mighty God, even the Lord, has spoken and called the earth from the rising of the sun 
unto the going down thereof. And we continue to understand that God is the natural law of our universe, lifting the sun upon around us, keeping our feet planted on the soil. He brought the flowers forth and knows the depth of sea. Give thanks to his almighty power. Again, we are reminded in Daniel chapter 7 and verse 13 to 14 that one like a son of man Saint Paul tells us that Christ will reign until all authority and powers have been subjected to him. This phrase is used in the New Testament in reference to Jesus, especially in respect to his second coming. Whether it actually a messianic image or refers to something, someone or something else is not known. However, consider for the moment that it is does refer to Jesus the Messiah the Christ. The kingdom established by Jesus is everlasting. It is in us. It is in the world and it comes to completion in heaven. This kingdom cannot be destroyed and that is the kingdom of Jesus. There have been times in history when it seemed like Christianity would be wiped out and there will be times in the future when there will be those who want to destroy it. Just as in Daniel's vision, all dominion is given to Christ. Saint Paul tells us that Christ will reign until all fate and powers have been subjected to heaven, and the last enemy to be destroyed will be death. If all authority is in Christ, what are we doing if we turn away from His teaching and give ourselves to the authority of those who would lead us away from heaven? There are four years that men, there are so many voices out there trying to tell us which way to go and most of them are not the voice of God. The voices tell us to hate, to use violence to settle problems, to take whatever pressure we can please, we can, because this is all there is. Satan would love us to buy into the lie. He doesn't give up easily. We can follow Jesus and believe in all his promises, or we can follow Satan and believe his lies. To whom do we give authority over our lives and our Father after life? Yes, pray. Almighty God, you have always shown us the way to you throughout the ages. All we need to do is allow you to be in charge and follow it. Please give us the wisdom to know your will and follow it. Continue to pray that even tonight you guide us and lead us in your way so that we can be the people that you've chosen. to follow your ways and do your will. Father, I pray that you continue to guide us. You protect us in every way. And tonight as we are continuing, may you encourage those who are facing problems, those who are having miscarriages, problems, fortunes, misfortunes, and those that have already felt disappointments. And there are so many that are facing different kinds of problems. But we believe that in your midst and in our midst you are with us. And Father, that you're here to train us and teach us, even as you're going to listen to your word, we pray that King of Glory, your word to make a great impact in our lives, in the name of Jesus. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. You never fail. In you I put my trust. 
Worship the living Father this evening because of His grace and mercy. We thank Him indeed. He's a faithful God, He's a loving Father, and a glorious one. Thank you so much, my friend, Pastor from India. May God bless you so much. Thank you for joining tonight. May God bless you. Thank you for loving God. King of glory, we want to thank you for tonight. I want to thank uh, Sonia Aboya. I want to thank you, my pastor from uh, India. Thank you so much for joining. May God bless you. Thank you for giving in your time in the name of Jesus. Let me take this opportunity to welcome Pastor Joel by the grace of God in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Of your everlasting love at Calvary the cross you gave in yourself you were crucified to pay a ransom for me cause no that his love is faithful and indeed indeed God is faithful in all his ways and in all things that he does. At this juncture let me just welcome uh, Pastor Joel to take us ahead in the name of Jesus. Yes Pastor Joel you're most welcome. A very good evening our dear listeners. Uh, I'm so much humbled and delighted this evening to speak to you or to get such a great opportunity of sharing with you. It's been quite a while without sharing, but I thank God for such another opportunity that I've got to share with us from God's Word. As always I've been, I have not changed. I'm Joel Tomosege, that's my name. And uh, I'm humbled to be given an opportunity by Pastor John Bosco to share from God's Word. Uh, This week, we have been sharing about relationship with God, or the topic throughout this week has been relationship with God. And uh, it's always quite challenging being the last person to share about a given topic, because People have had a lot from the beginning up to the last day. So they're like, what is that new thing will he share, you know? So it's always challenging, but I know the grace is sufficient. I'll be able to deliver what God has put on my heart. So before you go further, you will allow me to open up with a word of prayer. 
and we share briefly in the name of Jesus. Heavenly Father, I'm so grateful to you for such a great time that you have given us. I thank you for the gift of life. I thank you for keeping us well throughout the day. And Father, as we dive into your word, as we're going to share from your word, I pray that you illuminate our ears, you illuminate our minds, our understanding, that we'll be able to understand what you're communicating to our lives and whether our relationship had broken, where our relationship was not good with you. Those who have not yet got any relationship which is that good relationship with you, might they be able to get one in the name of Jesus through what you're going to share from your word. Lead us from the beginning to the end for the glory of your name. In Jesus' name we do pray and believe. Amen. Uh, we have been sharing about relationship with God. But then, before you go further, we need to know what is that kind of relationship with God? Is it one kind? Are they two kind? Are they several types of relationship with God? What is it? To me, I don't know, you may be knowing more than two, but I know two. There are two kinds of relationship with God. You are relating with God as his person or you are relating with God as his child. So, there are two kinds of relationship. I don't know where do you feel who is listening to me this night. Because you are either a person of God or you are a child of God. And those two relationships, they are very different. They are very different. And again, if you are not a person of God, you are a servant. You are a slave, you know. And there is this one who is a friend. He's no longer a slave, but he's a friend. So there are different types of relationship with God. And again, we need to know, how do you end into that place whereby you are just a person of God? Like, that is the relationship that is there. And how do you end up to do that point where you are a child of God? You are relating to God as at that level, child parent, you know? How do you end there? But then, when we look at First Peter chapter 2 and verses 8 and 9, it shows us something. It is telling us an, a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. They stumble because they are disobedient to the word. And to this doom they were also appointed. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession, so that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. For you once were not a people. So, we see that before coming to Christ, before, you know, being chosen, before being called out and, you know, possessing or getting this identity of relating with God at that level of parent-child, we were even not a people. We were not a people. But now, you are the people of God. You had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. That is what God has done in our lives. That is what happened when we made a decision to cross from the other life of being a person of God to being a child of God. And again, 
John 1 12 tells us that as many as received him, to them he gave the right to be called the children of God. That day you accepted Christ. That's the day when your relationship with God actually changed. Because that's what John 1 12 tells us. It is telling us that, uh, you know, but as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, even to those who believe in his name. So the day you accepted Christ, you were given that right to become the child of God. That is how the identity changed. That's how your relationship turned around that day to be a child of God. So, in the background, as we share about relationship with God, it is key to know that there are two different types, major ones. There may be several, but the major ones, the major ones, there are two. Which are those? You are either a person of God or a child of God. You are relating with God as, a person, as his person or you are relating with God as his child. And trust me, those two relationships, they are so different. There is a way how a child is looked at and there is a way how a person is looked at. That's why we have something we call common grace. Common grace is to all, either a person or a child. But there is that another type of grace, merited favor, merited grace, which is, you know, not common to all, but only to the children of God. But again, the greatest of all is that that relationship with God is that relationship which gives you access to the Father. Is that kind of relationship which, you know, you don't need to go through a priest to access Christ. You don't need to go through any other individual, but you have a direct access to the Father. That is the kind of relationship. And again, that is the kind of relationship that you have, and it is giving you assurance that even if you leave this planet earth, you know you are heading somewhere that is to everlasting life. And in fact, you are not having that assurance that you are going to get everlasting life, but you walk with that eternal life. Because the Bible says in John 5:24 that they that have accepted him, treasure I say to you, if you have listened to my word and accepted it and believed it, you have crossed from death into life. You already have, you already possess eternal life. So that is the kind of relationship. And I'm hoping that the people who are listening to me this night they already possess this eternal life. They already have this kind of relationship with God. But then, if you already have this kind of relationship, how do you build it? You know, how do you build this kind of relationship? Of course, as a child of God, how do you build your relationship with God? Because when I'm born as a child in a home, I grow as I grow. I'm expected to be building my relationship with my father and my mom, with my parents. There is a way my relationship with them keeps growing to that point where my, my dad is able to sit down with me and share with me different issues which maybe he may not share with any other son in a house. So there is a way how I have built my relationship with my father. And I guess one of it is obeying my father, obeying his word, you know, living according to his word. If he guides me and is getting me in the right way, if I follow it, my dad will be happy with me and my relationship with him will grow. So in the same way, as a child of God, the first way, the first way to build this relationship is by obeying him. And again, as you obey him, 
you communicate with him. Because trust me to obey what my parents say, there will be communication. He will be communicating to me like, Joel, you know, behave in this way. I listen or I communicate back. I said that. I wish to communicate to behave in this way. But then this and this and this is failing me. And the dad is like, no, I know, I understand. But if you do this and this, you'll be able to go about it and you'll be able to go through. So there must be constant communication. And when I get up in the morning, the dad comes and asks me, and he's like, how are you doing? I'm like, I'm improving. Only that there is still this. He communicates again. And through that constant communication, trust me, I'll be able to move on. And uh, not only to move on, but uh, to build my relationship as a child of God. And how do we communicate with God? Through prayer. Through prayer, because we do say that uh, prayer is the way how we communicate with God. And then look at First Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 17. It is talking about it. It is telling us to pray unceasingly. Hope I'm right there. First Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 17. I want to see what it says. It is telling us this, that uh, in everything, oh sorry, pray without ceasing. Pray without ceasing. That's what it is saying. First Thessalonians 5.17 We are expected to keep communicating with God without ceasing. At any point, T, if something fails, if the board overcomes you, and you know, I'm, you know, I cannot make it, you communicate and say, God, my father, hey, I'm, I'm failing, I'm failing here, father, help me. Give me the grace, you know, enable me, give me the ability to overcome, give me the ability to go through this, give me the ability, I'm, I'm not doing well now in my quiet time, God, give me the ability to do, you know, like constant communication. When you are doing well, you are like, Father, thank you. I'm grateful to you for this. I pray that this grace remains and stays. Continue to carry me through. Constant communication is key for us to build a relationship with Father. First Thessalonians 5.17. And again, another thing is through His Word. Let us be friends of God's Word. Joshua 1, it says, Let this book of the Lord not depart from your mouth. First Timothy 3.16 says, For every scripture is God-breathed. And guess what? It is useful for instruction, for correction. And I love the part which says, For training in righteousness. Now, when Joshua 1.8 says, Let this book of the Lord not depart from your mouth. For an intimate day and night, so that you might be able to do according to what is there in. Trust me, you will not do what you have not read. You will not do what you don't know. You need to first read God's word. You need to first meditate upon God's word. And after doing so, then you will be able to do according to what is written in God's word. You'll be able to do according to what is written in God's word. I'm sorry, it is Second Timothy three sixteen that all Scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness. That's the part I love. For training in righteousness. So, after doing what Joshua, after doing what was told to Joshua, 
one eye. You have read, you are meditating, and it is not departing from your mouth. You know, Joshua 1 8, which is telling us that this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you might be careful to do according to all, not some, that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. This is the point. The more you read God's word, the more you meditate upon God's word, the more it will be teaching you. The more it will be rebuking you. The more it will be correcting you. And the more it will be training you in righteousness. And guess what? This part of training, when you are fully trained, living in a righteous life, living in righteousness life living in righteousness it will be part of you it will be part of you the struggles will kind of reduce in your life i'm not saying that you'll stop struggling with sin and struggling with this board of sin because so long as you have it trust me struggles will always be there but there is a way how they will reduce just because you have read God's word. You have studied God's word. You are meditating upon it and now it is able to train you in righteousness. So, constant communication with him, that is prayer and studying his word. Joshua 1, 1 Timothy 16. It teaches us how to live for God. And John fourteen fifteen, this is talking about keeping his commandments that if you love me, then you'll keep my command. Relationship of course, ultimately, it is love. If you have a relationship with someone, it means there is love between the two of us. So, if there is no relationship, it means there is no love. So, John 14, verse 15 says, If you love me, you'll keep my commandments. If you love me, you'll keep my commandments. If there is that good relationship with my father, I'm expected to keep his commandments. I'm expected to live according to his standards. I know to some point I will fail because I'm a shuman, but I'm expected to try my level best to live according to his standards. So, John 14, 15 is challenging us to keep his command. Through doing so, our relationship with our Father is being strengthened just because it is a sign of love that we love him. The more you obey the dad, the more you obey the mom, the more you live according to what they want you to do. Trust me, the more your relationship will be growing stronger and stronger and stronger. So we are expected to keep the commandments of God. We are expected to live according to the standard of God. As much as it is hard, we are expected to try our level best to see that we get there. And again, we can't keep what we don't know. And we can only know by reading his word. So that's why it takes us back to Joshua 1 8. When we meditate, we read, we'll be able to do all that is written therein. But if we don't do so, if we don't do so, then we won't know which kind of life we expected to live as Christians. So we need to read God's word for our relationship to grow more and more with our Father. John 15, 16 says, uh, talks about bearing fruits. Bearing fruits is another way of maintaining a relationship with God and 
allowing it to grow. You know why? A parent desires seeing a child grow and bear fruits. The day you wake up one morning, you have grown, you come back home with a bread and sugar, you know the parent feels great, says my son has grown, my daughter has grown. The day you wake up at home, they're lacking something, they're like, oh yeah, there is money here, you can go and get it. That's the day the parent, the mom will feel like, wow, this is it. The day they're looking for someone to help out in the village and they are coming for you, the parents will feel like, wow, we have a son who is representing us. You are bearing fruits. There are some fruits that you are bearing. The day you bear fruits, the love, the relationship with the father will increase, will be stronger. We are expected to bear fruits. As John 15, 16 is telling us, and which kind of fruits? The fruits that remind. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you would go and bear fruit and that your fruit would remind. So that whatever you ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. This is what Jesus Christ asked us. This is what we are expected to do. We were sent to bear fruit and the fruit that remind. If my Father sends me any duty, if I don't do it, trust me, he will not be happy with me. And him not being happy with me, it means our relationship is reducing. So if my father sent me to bear fruit and I'm not bearing any fruit, trust me, my relationship is not being stronger. My relationship is not being strengthened. My relationship is not growing. But when I go on and bear fruit, fruit that are remaining, my father is happy. And our relationship is becoming stronger and stronger and stronger. And again, Colossians 1.10 talks about the same thing. He's addressing the same issue of bearing fruit. You know, of bearing fruit. Every time we bear fruit, trust me, our relationship with the Father, it grows. It becomes stronger. He loves us like never before. He's like, wow, this is a faithful servant. This is a faithful servant. So, Colossians 1.10, this is what it says. It says that, so that you will walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, to please Him in all respects, bearing fruit in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. We are expected to bear fruit in every good work. And again, our knowledge of God is expected to increase. Every time you are growing deeper in the knowledge of God, every time you are increasing in the knowledge of God, the relationship with our Father is increasing because that's what makes Him happy. It's like, wow, my child is growing. Every time the parent sees the child grow, that is the greatest happiness and the parent grows to love more and more this child because the child is growing the other day he was still young they could not sit and discuss about big issues but this is the child has grown they're able to sit down and discuss issues the relationship is growing deeper and deeper that's one thing that will make a relationship grow if we are able to bear fruits if we are able to grow in the knowledge of the father in the knowledge of the Father. So, let us grow. Let us grow. Let us grow. I know. You're like, it's challenging. It's hard. But let us grow. As we grow, our relationship with our Father is also growing. He's also growing. Let's bear fruits. Let's increase in the knowledge of the Father. Let's bear fruits. Let's increase 
in the knowledge of the Father. Let's increase in the knowledge of the Father. Our relationship will grow stronger and stronger and stronger. First Thessalonians 2 12 says the same thing so that you would walk in a manner worthy of the God who calls you into his own kingdom and glory. So walking in a manner worthy of our calling, it is another thing that makes our relationship grow stronger and stronger and is maintained with our Father. With our Father. So these issues, if you look at them carefully, they will tell what breaks our relationship with God. The day you wake up, there is no prayer in life. The day you wake up, there is no inner quiet time. There is no time of studying God's word. Just know your relationship with God is breaking. The day you wake up, you realize you are not working in a manner worthy of your calling. In other words, there is sin in life which is dominating. Just know your relationship with God is breaking. And the day you wake up and you realize like, hey man, there is no enough fruit I'm bearing. Your relationship is growing cold is breaking. But once you're working in a manner worthy of your calling, you're bearing fruits, there is constant communication, that is prayer, there is studying of God's word, man, your relationship will be doing well, will flourish. With that, allow me to say thank you very much for your time. Thank you very much for listening in. May the good Lord richly bless you and do you well in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. Have Thank you so much, uh, Pastor Joel. May God bless you so much for that wonderful word that you've given us tonight. Thank you, my friend, my pastor from India. Thank you so much for tuning in tonight. May God bless you so much. I'm really proud of you. And uh, I'm really praying for you guys, uh, for God's grace and for God's mercy. Thank you for joining tonight. May God bless you, ladies and gentlemen. Let's meet tomorrow the same time. I feel I'm renewed. I believe by power and mighty. But because of your grace, never, never leave.